Roosevelt's coming at you. Get your popcorn ready. Episode 27. October surprises galore. It's been three weeks since I was last on the show. I got a huge list of stuff we're going to try and run through with PTI style. What are we doing first? Let's go to the pipeline. What is going on with this pipeline? So teddybroosevelt.substack.com, you will see a couple links. First bullet point paragraph of the best analysis I've seen of what the hell's going on with this Nord Stream 2 pipeline sabotage from a gentleman named Monkey Works. That's what he goes by, works with an X. So lots of, Tucker was asking questions. You can't ask any questions about this, folks. Don't get labeled a, you know, water carrier for Putin or a Russian uh, propagandist. You must conform with the narrative. Let's remember, CIA... The CIA warned Germany this summer, hey, something bad's going to happen to this pipeline. Keep your antenna up. Back in February, Biden promised he would take down the pipeline. His quote, if Russia invades, that means tanks or troops crossing the border of Ukraine again, then there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We will bring an end to it. Who did it and why? You know, Tucker Carlson was asking this. Monkey Works asked. Why would the U.S. take out this pipeline? Reason. Because it's a very large source of revenue for Russia, and the sanctions to date have not worked. In fact, they've backfired on us. Note that the timing of the sabotage happened just when Poland and Norway were announcing the new Baltic pipeline, and the EU secured a deal with Israel going forward for gas and oil. So Monkey Works thinks we just waited until everything was shored up and then made the move. And this guy's a genius. He has analyzed the flight patterns with the military. Folks, I mean, it looks like we we did it. It looks like we did it. Just click on the link, read Monkey Works analysis, read when the flights left, where they were, they refueled in the air, It looks like we did it. I mean, it looks like we did it. So you can't ask these questions unless you want to get called a Russian propagandist, but why? I mean, we already have the dumbest leaders in the history of the Western Hemisphere. Um, I'm reading that they did it sort of the Wolfowitz Doctrine. Wolfowitz Doctrine just said, hey, we have to make keep Europe dependent on us. To protect them. So who wins if the pipeline blows up and Europe's not getting gas? Probably us. Because they can buy oil and gas from us. I mean, they used to be able to. Biden said he was going to end fossil fuels and he's doing a hell of a job. Um, OPEC Plus. We've got Disney Plus, Paramount Plus. Now we've got OPEC Plus. Just add a plus in your, in your name and you're good for 2022. So, you know, Tucker was asking, if you're Putin, you'd have to be a suicidal moron to blow up your own energy pipeline. That's one thing you'd never do. That's your main source of power and wealth. 
And that's our main source of power and wealth here in the United States, which makes everything that Biden's doing the most foolish decisions ever from a national defense perspective, from an economic perspective, from keeping the American dream alive. People don't realize, you know, when you have a barrel of oil, 70% of it gets burned. It's combustible. It's the 30%, the materials in the bottom after the oil's been burned, that go into everything that make the polymers, that wrap the wires, that wrap your, you know, your, your, your phone um, cover, you know, the low protective sleeve. Just using examples, everything, folks, that 30% of the barrel after the 70% gets combusted, the stuff that's left over, that stuff is in everything. Pharmaceutical drugs, plastics, you name it. So when people say, hey, when the price of oil goes up, it affects everything, a lot of times they're talking about trucks, you know, transporting the goods. Of course, that's going to be reflected in the price on the shelf. But it's the other things. Yeah, most people, if you ask them, hey, do you know oils and pharmaceutical drugs? They'd be like, what? Black oil and a white pill? No, oils and everything. And the fact that Biden went over less than three months ago after denouncing Saudi Arabia, saying they killed journalists, their human rights record is atrocious. Biden went over there, cap in hand, hat in hand, and begged them to crank up the oil. And what they do, they said, we're going to chop it down by 2 million barrels a day. So Biden's return move was, hey, I'll release 10 million barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. So you look at the numbers for that. I've got a graph on teddyroosevelt.substack.com. You will see Biden is depleting the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, the SPR, um, with incredible swiftness. And again, that's supposed to be reserved for wartime situations, maybe even a hurricane, natural disaster, something like that. This is a self-inflicted wound where we are sitting on tons of oil reserves. Um, He refuses to sign any new leases and there's no investment at all. No one's going to invest in an industry where the government says they want to shut it down. I don't care what it is. So again, the energy crisis impacts everything. And what you have is just a um, collision. Right now you have a collision where the cost of energy is soaring. Like in Europe, it's up 750%. You've got a lot of factories furloughing people because it's not profitable enough for them to keep the factory going. You've got people in the UK saying half the pubs and bars are going to be closed in 20 by 2023 and pub culture in the UK is huge because they simply can't afford to keep the lights on, keep the heat on. So it's going to have a dramatic spiraling effect when you have like massive chemical companies like BASF, Google them in Germany. I mean, they make um, like 99% of the world's blank, like some of the most important chemicals in the world that are precursors for things that we need to survive. So it's, it's bad. Glass factories 
Um, it's bad. So it's just we have a collision between the people who are freaking out that the planet's going to melt in, what is it, eight years? <coughs> AOC said it was 10, now we, a couple years. So they said it's going to uh, melt in eight years. They're trying to use the hurricane. Oh, Biden yesterday with DeSantis. Well, Hurricane Ian settles it. I, you know, climate change is here. Um, I've got a link on the Substack to Michael Schellenberger, guy who ran for governor of California, wrote the fantastic book, Apocalypse Never. He just blasts that. He's like, everyone's lying to push their insane climate agenda. Schellenberger goes, the increasing cost of hurricane damage can be explained entirely by the fact that more people and more property are on the coast. So... Guess what? Humans like to live near the beach. They like to live near water. We keep throwing condos and restaurants and developments near the ocean. When a hurricane comes, <coughs> that's that's obviously going to cause more damage. One thing no one's talking about with Hurricane Ian is what's going to happen to this 500,000-acre offshore wind farm if a Category 3, 4, or 5 hurricane comes through there with all those turbines, 130, 140, 150 mile an hour winds. What's that going to do? You think those turbines are Cat 5 uh, uh, reliable? No way. No way. So, again, it is just, it, 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 it's going to hit a point where the cost of living crisis is going to cause people to get out on into the streets. Um in the in the in the UK in Europe, I hope they're not too lazy, but I mean the one thing if you can't pay your electric bill to charge your phone or watch Netflix, that'll get people out on the street, or the internet goes out, that'll get people out on the street. So it is a serious. You look at all the stuff that our people on Earth have went through with COVID and everything, and. Now you're trying to push this, which is going to cause way more suffering, way more death, mental health issues, and stress when you have to choose between heating or eating. And yeah, it rhymes, but it's real. So what else is new? We're trying to rapid fire through this Teddy Roosevelt show, episode 27. Looks like the Elon Twitter deals might be back on. Looks like it. I mean... What he was probably gonna have to pay some sort of exit fee, so he might just trying to be cut, trying to cut his losses. I still don't know what they're gonna do with the bots, but I do have hope. He said that he'd reinstate Trump. Would is there a button that you can push and reinstate everyone who's been banned? Like, I don't know. At underscore Teddy Roosevelt, could Teddy be back on Twitter before the end of 22? 2022? Who knows? I've sort of enjoyed my time off Twitter. And uh, I'm ready to get back on. In fact, I was thinking about coming up with a new handle. But now I think I might have to just see what happens with the Elon deal. In the meantime, Twitter's doing their best to put their big fat blue bird beak on the scale to tip the elections for their fellow Democrats. I mean... Everyone just has to look at big tech as they are Democrat operatives with a ton of power to censor opinions they don't like. So what did they just roll out? It's been out for a little bit. 
But now, this week, we have the full U.S. launch of Twitter's crowdsource fact-checking program called Birdwatch. Just in time for the midterms. Although, be crowdsourcing fact-checkers. Gee, do you think there's going to be any conservatives among the fact-checking crowd? Guarantee they're not. In fact... I saw a quote from uh, Gina McCarthy. She resigned last month as the White House Climate Action Director or whatever. But she was saying, she was talking to Big Tech and said, hey, we have to amp up our climate censorship. This is dangerous disinformation. Um, She goes, we have to go beyond, you know, people who say climate change isn't happening, that's, they're already off the reservation They are whack jobs, and they should be kicked off right away. But now their next level is there's people who are questioning the value of solar power. There's people who are questioning the value of wind power. And people, oh my goodness, possibly questioning the value of offshore wind turbines? The audacity of these people. How dare they deny the incredible energy generation potential of an offshore wind turbine. Forget about the shrimp and the dead fish and the dead birds flying across the Gulf of Mexico, the fact that these things are only 20 years long. These people are denying that wind turbines are the best invention since uh, sliced bread. So yeah, they want to censor you, the White House, for even questioning solar, wind, you name it, offshore So we're about to have a tsunami of solar panels that no one's figured out how to recycle. They're just toxic environmental nightmares. You're talking millions, tens of millions, maybe even a billion panels. The only thing they figured out how to recycle the turbines is to chop them up into pulp and burn them to make cement, not to actually put in the mix No, no, no. The only thing the turbines are good for is to light them on fire to make cement. And oh, by the way, cement production is responsible for 8% of carbon emissions. (laughs) Like one out of 10. So yeah, that's wind turbines final F you to the people who question um, its validity as a legitimate power source is to pollute the atmosphere by making cement. I mean, you can't make this up. So yeah, they want to censor you for even questioning the validity of the turbine. I mean, folks, it is from Biden's uh, demonization of 78 million people on the other side of the political spectrum in Philadelphia from Independence Hall to going after Mike Lindell to kicking Teddy Roosevelt off Twitter. It is censoring, silencing, and threatening. And again, like I've said on this show, their main goal with Roger Stone, Mike Lindell, anyone's Trump in Trump's orbit, Alex Jones, is to let everyone know on the next ring, you could be next. So shut up and don't say anything. And uh, I would, I hope people don't think that's what Teddy was doing. No, 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 no. I'm ready to quadruple down and fight these Marxists until I die. So big announcement today. You know, 
I've done the when Teddy was wrong, when Teddy was right. Teddy's always right. And this was a big one Teddy was right on. Is this summer I predicted Joe Biden's team? And I read it somewhere else. I'm not saying I predicted it myself, but I I knew that he, this the, these were his two Trump cards. Zing. Student loan forgiveness. He already did that. And then federal marijuana legalization. I've said it like five times on this show if you're a loyal listener. And of course, today, Biden, midterms are 32 days away. Hey, I'm going to pardon all federal offenses for marijuana possession. And he encouraged governors in all 50 states to do the same. And like I said before, I must state I am fully in favor of marijuana legalization. Teddy, in fact, from time to time has partaken in cannabis. I've had my medical card in a couple states. It's the timing of it, folks. He timed it out. So the abortion, I still think we, we still haven't found out who the leaker is for the abortion, uh, for the Supreme Court thing. Not that it matters. I just think there's a never Trumper or two on the Supreme Court or they're secret Democrats or they've gotten more liberal, like pulled a Steve Adler in their their old age. And I think this was a political gambit. Um. It absolutely was. Look at the spending. Democrats are going all in on spending abortions. They're trying to make this a one, you know, for certain people, abortion, it is a one issue. They're one issue voters, they call them. And uh, if you're going to, they're making it sound like abortions are banned permanently and you'll never be able to get one. No, we're talking about after 15, 16 weeks, this is Standard par for the course, folks, in Europe. This is not some, we're going back to 1880 or we're, you know, we're going religious fundamentalism. This is just normal common sense. I mean, the Stacey Abrams thing, how is she not kicked off Twitter saying it was like a conspiracy by men? Yeah, patriarchy palooza every two years, all the men conspire on a how we can manipulate the medical equipment to think that uh, women actually, uh, you know, the, the baby has a heartbeat. I mean, she literally said we're manipulating the machines. You, you, you got to be kidding me. So Biden, the big thing, okay, he pardoned the federal offenses. That's only 6,500 people. It's not, that's not a huge voting block right there. He did pardon the uh, District of Columbia ones too. So that's another couple thousand. And he's re- encouraging the governors in all 50 states to do the same. But the big thing is he asked the Department of Health and Human Services and AG Merrick Garland to, quote, expeditiously, unquote, review how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. It's the first step towards potentially easing a federal classification. Anyone who's looked at the marijuana laws and how it's scheduled would totally agree. It is scheduled on the same level as, like, LSD and heroin. I think it's scheduled harder than fentanyl. It is absolutely ridiculous, especially if you drive up and down the West Coast. I mean, I just drove through New Mexico. Do you know New Mexico? It's billboards all over. Need green? Pull over. It's now legal here. I mean, it's almost half the states. So I predicted it. I agree with it. But I just knew they were going to save it as the election got closer, the midterm election. I said it. Student loans and weed. So, again, I'm all in favor of it. It's just the timing was totally planned.
same with the abortion thing. So abortion, marijuana, they're addressing everything except what everyone is totally stressed about about right now. Cost of living crisis, economy and inflation. I mean, gas just went up, I think, a quarter. I saw in California, it's went up a dollar in 30 days. It's went up a quarter. America was Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Roxborough, Pennsylvania. Three junior varsity football teams were practicing. Practice ends. SUV pulls up. Five black guys get out and start spraying bullets. They sprayed 64 bullets, shot five football players, killed one person. And it was something out of The Purge or uh, the Joker movie or something, just like society spiraling out of control. Didn't hear a single football player say anything. There's a lot of, what's the NFL, probably 70% black guys, five black football players. You think that, I thought that was always, you know, the fields, sports, after school activities, that was like a no-go zone before. Now, just the black community, the, the... senseless killings it's out of control just for jewelry famous philadelphia rapper was at roscoe's chicken and waffles posted a photo on instagram he's wearing all kinds of jewelry dude goes into the restaurant with a gun points the gun at him says give me your jewelry he hesitated the guy shoots him in the restaurant crowded restaurant with all these people there and just starts pulling off his jewelry the guy's watch necklace then goes to the girlfriend, goes to pull her jewelry off and runs out of the restaurant. Really, you're killing another human over a watch or a necklace. And the guy has so little fear of a police presence that he just went in and did it in the middle of a restaurant. I mean, that's bad. So the Philly Roxborough thing. I used to live right near where this happened. There's a ton of scenes. The new Adam Sandler Netflix basketball movie is all filmed right around there, Roxborough. I lived in Maniunk, right near where this happened. You know, this happened where there's a Planet Fitness, brewery, karate studio, you name it. Urban, typical urban area. Five guys get out and spray 64 bullets at the football players. Didn't hear a single, where's LeBron for this one? Didn't hear a single football player speak up hey, we need to stop the black-on-black violence in this community. Where where are the leaders here? I mean, it hardly got any coverage. That's the whole thing, is the Democrats can't run on what people actually care about. And the two main things are the economy and crime. And so that's why they're making it about abortion. They're making it about student loan forgiveness. They're making it about marijuana. Abortion, I mean, they it was a sort of a big deal for like a week or two. I think people started to realize, no, it's not totally illegal everywhere. You can still get abortions. But, you know, they're looking, how can we swing? They're reverse engineering. How can we swing X number of women where this is a deal breaker? And they conduct focus groups. They conduct everything. So they'll be like, yep, if you outlawed abortion, I, there's no way I would vote for blank. So... Got to hand it to them. They ran the analytics and they're just going after it with no fear of the ramifications. The Biden administration has absolutely no plan to secure our energy future, which is to secure America's future. I mean, nothing matters if we don't have energy to get around, 
heat our food, heat our homes. Nothing else matters, much less all the 30% of the stuff at the bottom of the barrel that I said. That's where the phrase material wealth comes from. That's what I heard. Material wealth. It's the material at the bottom of the oil barrel. So they have no plan. They have a plan. They, they, that's the thing. They're freaking out because gas is going up right now. So that's Biden's plan. Let's release 10 million barrels of the strategic petroleum reserve. That's going to literally be a drop. If there could ever be 10 million barrels that just make a drop, that's a drop. So they're trying to do everything. Let's get gas down. Let's get the numbers up. Um, FBI, crime. Here's another total clown world thing. Everyone's like, oh, FBI reported their crime stats for 2021 national crime stats. Then you read second or third paragraph. Oh, by the way, um, only 65% of the police precincts submitted the crime data. So we had to guesstimate the other 35%. Oh, guess what? The FBI didn't get any crime data from California, New York, or Florida. What's that? Uh, Quick math, 40, 65, 70, about 80, 90 million Americans in three of the four biggest states. They didn't receive any reports from New York City or Los Angeles. There's about 25, 30 million people. Phoenix only submitted data for one month. They left out 11 months. Chicago for only six months. So the, 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 you know, the percentage where it could be plus or minus, it's like plus or minus 17%, like the margin of error. So I'm surprised they didn't blame COVID. Instead, they're saying they have a new crime stats reporting system that is supposed to provide us with more detailed data. And so everyone's supposed to transition over to this new system. So they said, like, the previous year, they had 95% of the police precincts reported data. Now, 65. So they're just guessing. So my hypothesis is they rolled it out purposely, intentionally. You know, if it's supposed to generate way more detailed crime data, it goes to, it stands to reason that the reports are probably a lot more detailed. So you got cities like Seattle, Portland, Austin. They're understaffed by several hundred officers. They barely have enough cops to fill out the patrol, to respond to emergency 911 calls in a timely fashion. I mean, do you really think they have time to, well, they had to, to learn and get trained on the new system, I imagine, and then enter all these reports? Again, they barely have time to even fill out the, the, the patrol. They're often short units. So are they really going to take, do they even have the time? You know, there's a homicide call. Are you going to sit here and fill out these reports? Um, The other thing is a lot of people simply aren't calling the cops because they know nothing's going to happen. In San Francisco, they were just called, oh, your windshield got smashed and someone broke into your car. That's a quality of life crime. We're not going to come investigate that. So I would guess crime in San Francisco when Chasey Budin, man with the worst first name ever, um, when he was in charge, dude, I bet crime in San Francisco, property crimes went up 50, 60, 70%. But people weren't calling them in because nothing happened. In Austin, anything short of a murder, that goes to 311. And you could have 
ring doorbell video of the perpetrator. You could have his wallet. You could have <laughs> you could have everything. You could dust for fingerprints. Folks, they, they defunded the police. Sorry, they don't have time to send somebody out there and brush for fingerprints. And they got bigger, bigger crimes to investigate than your little catalytic converter getting sawed off. So are you really going to take the time to fill out the report? I mean, and, and for some, in some cases, your insurance goes up or whatever. You might just eat it. So whatever these FBI crime stats are, first, any data set where you have to just guess 35%, especially post-George Floyd, we all saw the riots. We all saw the looting, the burning, or whatever. You're saying you don't even know what the crime is or what the stats are? So, I mean, Joe Biden's... Everyone uses weaponized. He's weaponized the FBI. Well, he's just treated the FBI like his own personal secret police force, like the Gestapo that'll come to your house and investigate you if you're doing anything weird or saying anything weird or even thinking anything weird. So could this be a phone call? Hey, make sure we transition to this new system or make, you know, make sure it's impossible for these people to even take the time to to generate the stats. I mean, the one way to make the crime stats go down is just don't report them at all. So other sham, scam, shady things going on in the Biden administration and his lackeys, of course, everyone's favorite January 6th committee. Of course, they, they have a hearing scheduled before the midterms. What are you, crazy? They've been meeting for 14 months. So of course, they're gonna schedule one more, October 13th. Big October surprise show trial right before the midterms, just in case anyone was on the fence about the insurrectionists and what they were planning. I mean, (laughs) give me a break. This wouldn't be a Teddy episode if we didn't slap a COVID-19 warning label. Did you see uh, they found spike proteins in a guy's brain? Found spike proteins in a guy's brain. Um, JAMA. Found spike proteins in a infant, several infants that were breastfed by their vaccinated mother. So remember, they said the spike protein will never leave your deltoid; it just stays there. If you challenge that narrative, you're a conspiracy whack job, and you could get kicked off Twitter. But here we have these women got vaccinated, and somehow the spike protein. Traveled through their bloodstream, to their breast, to their breast milk, through the nipple, and into their kid. And now the kid has it. I mean, like I've said a million times on this, conspiracy theory is just another term for spoiler alert. Things that were total conspiracy theories that have and will get you kicked off Twitter become more true every day. And it's fascinating, you know, 95% of uh, Americans who have a six-month-old to five-year-old did not vaccinate their kids. How come people aren't calling all these parents anti-vaxxers? You have to have two shots in your baby for them to be fully vaxxed. What changed your mind? What changed your mind? 95% of Americans who have kids that age, and you look at the reports, 50% of those six-month to five-year-olds had some sort of systemic adverse event. So the drop-off from shot one to shot two was huge. 
It wasn't like that. They, they, everyone who got the shot, the five percent, got both. No, it dropped off a lot. So, COVID total scam. We need, hopefully, with a big red tsunami, a committee devoted to COVID. We need Fauci up on there, and that should be the blockbuster hearing of 2023. Hope and pray. So, what other clown world things going on? New New York AG Letitia James said, you know, she ran on, I'm going to investigate Trump. She spent three years investigating Trump for crimes. Didn't find a single crime. Three years. With the power of all, you know, all the time and resources. And that was her main objective, what she ran on. Didn't find a single crime. Nope. Instead, they spun up a $250 million civil lawsuit that says garbage like, hey, your kids can't run a Trump property for five years or you can't run a business in New York for X number of years. Trump's out of there. If I was Trump, I would never go back. Maybe for a visit, maybe for a wedding or a funeral. But he's already down in Florida in Mar-a-Lago. Just move the businesses down there. I'm sure he's in the process. Just move all the businesses down there. I mean, and here's the deal. Who's she mad at? The banks? Because Trump, it's not up to Trump to give the money. Trump estimates what the value of his properties are worth. And then it's up to the bank to decide if he's telling the truth or not. The banks, you know, they're in the risk mitigation business. They're trying to evaluate, hey, are we going to make our money back? Is this too risky? Why are all these banks lending Trump hundreds of millions of dollars to buy skyscrapers and golf courses and all this stuff? If he, if he doesn't have any money. And the funniest thing I saw, NBC News, they're like, oh, Trump's just been lying for decades about how much money he has. And I'm like, look at your bosses, NBC. I mean, how quickly we forget Seinfeld ended, Friends ended, NBC had their must-see TV lineup that had been rolling for a decade. Who did they call to save their Thursday night primetime lineup after Friends and Seinfeld left? None other than Donald J. Trump. Not only did they invite Trump on there to do The Apprentice, they propped him up. They propped up Trump. Look at this successful businessman. He owns all these businesses. That show went on for 14 years. So isn't NBC News your boss, the person who wrote that, wrote that article? Aren't they? Maybe we should put them on trial. NBC News is responsible for propagating the hoax that Donald Trump actually has money. And it's amazing. At the end of every show, Trump had another business to let the winner of The Apprentice work on. It's amazing. He has no money, according to the AG. It was all a lie. It wasn't the art of the deal. It was the art of the steal. Who's he stealing from? It's up to the banks. The banks can give him half of what he asked. They could give him a third of what he asked, or they could just say, hey, we think you're full of shit. We're not going to give you anything. So what's Letitia James protecting the big banks? He was talking talking about his insurance. I mean, who who is she protecting here? The big banks? She's not protecting New Yorkers. The AG is responsible for, you know, the, the crime situation in New York and prosecuting criminals. Think about this. If you're a victim of a crime and it's every 
two or three days, another horrific attack on the subway. Innocent woman. Do you see a, a, a woman got stabbed to death by a psycho homeless guy in New York? Um, imagine crime is soaring. You know, remember the bodega guy he had to fight off people. Crime soaring in your city and your attorney general spent three years investigating freaking Trump for a civil suit? I mean, all these crimes are going on and you're going after a civil suit. It's, it's, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here, folks, but it is just a political witch hunt, political hit job. I saw Trump filed a defamation lawsuit against CNN. Do I, I don't see how any court, well, I could see how any court, depending on the jury and the judge, I mean, they've, they've infiltrated the judicial system. I hope Trump sues the, sues them into, into bankruptcy. I mean, CNN, their, their ratings are collapsing. I saw whoever took over for Rachel Maddow, MSNBC's, their ratings are collapsing. Chris Cuomo went to News Nation. I saw what, in the 25 to 54 demographic, like the key age demographic, 8,000 viewers. So it, it sort of segues into one of my last points here. The media now says Russia's getting their ass kicked by Ukraine. Remember when it first started, I, I was tweeting back on Twitter. This one guy said Russia, uh, uh, Russia was going to run out of bullets in 10 days. I mean, remember in the beginning, all oh, Russia's army is totally, their morale, everything is bad. Ukraine is routing them. That was back in February. Since then, Russia's added 100,000 square kilometers of territory. They've absorbed 8.5 million Russian-speaking people. Their oil and gas industry, which is the lifeblood of their economy, are more profitable than ever. The Russian ruble's at a seven-year high. Putin has huge leverage over Europe right now with uh, the energy, natural gas. And American and European, the middle class, lower class, everybody, we're suffering. I mean, we're the biggest losers in this war. Ukraine, there's people dying, whatever. We are getting crushed and hammered. These sanctions are backfiring and hammering the average American. I'm seeing in Austin, still checking out the news there, businesses closing all the time. They can't hire workers or the rent and the cost of goods is too much. So Klaus Schwab is sitting back laughing because all these small businesses are going to have to close and you're going to have a homogenized. They want 100 chains that they can manage on a global scale. They want Amazon, Walmart, Target, Best Buy, you name it. They don't want mom and pop's hardware store. They don't want the independent restaurants. But it's you look at Austin, man. These Democrat idiots voted for a 25% rent hike, housing hike, and now they're all shocked that they have to leave the city. You voted yourself out, you idiots. And if you keep voting for Democrats, your life's going to keep getting more stressful. I mean, there's some people who do want the government to take care of them. Hey, I got all these checks. I got my student loans forgiven. You got to do your research, man. Cuba, Germany, Russia. It doesn't go good. It's never worked good. This whole socialism, communism, Marxism thing. So midterms coming up, folks. 
we got a bunch of October surprises still to come. Of course, they got the AG, you know, the Trump lawsuit, what was that, two weeks ago. Now they got the Oath Keepers trial. Now next week, we've got the January 6th committee. So just if you had any question whether or not democracy was at stake or if it would die in darkness, the Democrats will have a reminder for you every week leading up to it. So I saw the FBI might have stuff on Hunter or they might have enough to charge him with, I think, buying a gun or tax evasion or something. Way worse stuff. There's way worse stuff. They might just do something minor like that, like, oh, he didn't pay his taxes or he didn't register this gun. Dude, go to Emerald Robinson's substack, Emerald, like the like the rock, Emerald Robinson's substack, and she just lays it out that with the Burisma, not only that, they were funding the COVID. I mean, you can't make this up. One of the companies Hunter was funding was involved in sponsoring the research for coronaviruses. <laughs> you can't make this up. So that's about it. I'm trying to keep these under 45 minutes, and this one's at 40. Um, the Blockbuster two-hour one was seriously one of the best ones I ever recorded. A lot of funny parts and interesting parts. I'm going to – it just broke GarageBand, so maybe I just got to cut it in half. It was just driving me crazy. So um, what do we have? Thursday, October 6th, episode 27, Teddy Roosevelt Show. I've got a dedicated – remember we did the geoengineering – uh, dedicated one was with Blue Canaries. We did uh, the, the Bitcoin one. I've got a big one coming up on the World Cup. Folks, if you liked Woodstock 99 and the Firefest documentaries, if you love dumpster fire events, World Cup in Qatar in November, next month, November 20th, is going to be the mother of all dumpster fires. The mother of all dumpster fires. Imagine Firefest under Sharia law with no alcohol, no swearing. Do you know you can't swear in Qatar? Swearing carries a punishment of up to three years in jail. Swearing. Have you ever heard of any, any fans swear at a sporting event? Imagine you drop the F-bomb after somebody scores, you know, your team scores an own goal. Like, are you effing kidding me? And the Qatari secret police come down and arrest you. You can get flogged 40 to 100 times. I mean, the fact that they're not selling beer at the stadium. They ran out of beer in Russia in 2018, and Teddy doesn't drink anymore. But I know soccer fans enjoy beer, and I know when I did go to a sporting event. If they didn't sell beer, I would be pissed. You can't bring, forget it, dude, if you bring marijuana or cocaine, you might get your head chopped off. You can't even bring prescription drugs. You do a list, antidepressants, whatever, all those will get you thrown in jail, flogged, or get your head chopped off. Maybe not the head chopped off for the the prescriptions, but it was already the most scandalous thing in the history of the world uh, as far as sports events, as far as $150 million of kickbacks and bribes to put the biggest sporting event in the world in this little country of 2.5 million people. But the thing is, it's 2.5 million people live in Qatar, but there's only 330,000 actual citizens. You know what the other 2.2 million people there are for? 
They're slaves. They're indentured servants. You know, Qatar went from one of the poorest countries in the world to the richest per capita. You know what Qatar's biggest industry was before they found oil? Pearling. That's right, like John Steinbeck's The Pearl, they dove down to the bottom of the ocean and got oysters and got the pearls out. Then Japan came up with a little something called cultured pearls, which human intervention, drop a little piece of sand in there, bam, pearl. That collapsed that. So Qatar was dirt poor, sand poor. Then they struck oil, and now they're rolling in it. So no one in Qatar lifts a finger. They bring in 2.2 million people, and their human rights record is notorious. Amnesty International, conservative estimate, 6,500 people died building the stadiums. They only had one stadium to start it. They they were going to build, I think, 12 or 14. They've got eight built. So I'm going to do, the next podcast is all going to be dedicated to this World Cup. Get your popcorn ready. But I'm telling you, folks, it is the fan experience. It's going to be like Brittany Griner, the WNBA woman in in, in uh, the Russian prison for the vape pen. Dude, you're going to have like dozens of these stories every day of people getting arrested. Um, there's no public display of affection. They already, you know, LGBTQ, if you flirt with a guy... You can get thrown in jail. I think there's death sentence penalties with the LGBTQ stuff. So you can't kiss your girlfriend. There's no public displays of affection. They're saying don't show your shoulders. The dress code. Don't show your shoulders. They're saying don't show your shoulders and don't wear shorts. So if you were a guy wearing shorts and a basketball jersey, a Kobe Bryant jersey, You might get arrested. You might get arrested. You can't be drunk in public. You can't show your shoulders. You can't wear shorts. Dude, it is going to be, I'm telling you, the biggest cluster ever. Just give you an idea. Budweiser is selling Budweiser Zero. You can't be drunk in public. I've heard English hooligans like to drink beer, and soccer fans do. Imagine... England just beats France in the semifinals. England's going to the World Cup final for the first time since 1966. You're ecstatic. You drink four beers. You give your buddy a high five, and they're like, sorry, sir, you're cut off. You've had too much. How do you think that's going to react or go over? I mean, especially when you mix some, like, have you ever seen somebody who likes to drink beer and they get cut off early? They're not happy about it at all. And the other thing is after people have a couple beers, they're known to, I don't know, maybe say some provocative things. You want to talk about a culture clash. They still have a half million tickets available. You still want to go? Get your tickets. Qatar 2022. You can still go. There's 3 million tickets available. They only sold 2.5 million. Dude, I am telling you, it is... There's going to be so many international instances... You know, Qatar's lucky Israel didn't make the World Cup because they didn't they don't recognize Israel as a country. So imagine that if Israel had to that that would have opened up a whole can of worms. So yeah, Sharia law, the World Cup was Sharia law. Episode 28. The next one is gonna be all dedicated to all the research I've done. 
on the biggest cluster sporting event that will ever take place, Firefest plus Woodstock 99 to the 500th power. So, again, folks, thanks for tuning in. Sorry it's been a while. Had a couple personal things come up, and I just needed a break for my sanity, as I said, but I am refreshed, rejuvenated, and ready to kick some ass. You've tuned in to episode 27. Oh, so the next one will be 28, the World Cup one. This is episode 27, recorded October 6th. Available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, and of course the mothership, teddybroosevelt.substack.com. You can send me an email anytime, teddybrooseveltusa at gmail.com. That's it. Signing off. Have a great night. Adios. Done.